Thank you everyone for joining our first RBC Clearing and Custody Tech Spotlight. My name is Tara Wells and I'll be your host today from my home office here in not so sunny Minnesota. Um, a little bit about the Tech Spotlight call before we jump into the topic. Uh, each month we'll have various guests join us to talk about best practices of existing technology, new technology, and also sneak peeks of what's round the corner. The call's about 15 to 20 minutes, not, not overly long, but we will follow it by a Q&A after show. I've muted all the lines, so I encourage you to submit your questions in the chat area, and we will answer those after the call. As, as it was said, and if you didn't miss that, um, the call is being recorded, and we're going to post it on gateway Dish so you can share it with others in your firm. Since this is our first time meeting for most of us, I do want to introduce myself. As I said, my name is Tara Wells. I'm the Director of Business Initiatives here at RBC. So what is it that I do? Uh, my team and I manage initiatives from idea all the way through launch to each of you and your clients. I've had a number of roles in my 19 years at RBC, but all focusing on project delivery and technology. I have to say there's never been a more exciting time to be part of technology transformation. As many have said from Socrates to Deming, we don't know what we don't know, and I hope you walk away from this call with some more information. Our first guest is the wonderful Julianne Sherman. Julianne is our client experience manager, and in her role she wears various hats when she considers the experience from the advisor to the client to the firm overall. Today, she's going to talk to us about the new digital account opening and servicing platform, AOS, as they like to call it. Everything has to have an acronym, right? Julianne, hi and welcome. Tell us a bit about yourself for those that don't know you. Sure. Hi, everyone, and thanks, Tara, for inviting me to speak on the first Tech Spotlight call. I've been with RBC since 2004, and during that time, I held positions in our operations, communications, marketing, and web publishing areas. I joined the clearing and custody side of the business in 2013. And then, as you mentioned, now I work on projects solely directed at improving the client and advisor experience, something that I'm extremely passionate about. I believe there's infinite value and potential when we simply shift the perspective and look at things through the client's point of view, and it should be ingrained in everything that we do. Fantastic. So we're, we hear so much about digital technology. Why is it important specifically for client onboarding? Well, today's wealth management clients expect seamless, fast, and intuitive online tools and smartphone-based functionality as the standard. They want access anytime, anywhere from any device. This expectation crosses boundaries too, regardless of age or net worth. And during these times where we're forced to be physically apart, providing digital experiences for account opening is even more critical. So today I'm here to formally introduce our new account opening and servicing platform powered by DocuPace. I'm gonna spend just two minutes just talking a little bit about DocuPace, but they were founded in 2002 and really have grown up in the wealth management industry. Today, they are the leading provider of SaaS-based enterprise-grade solutions to digitize wealth management. RBC and DocuPays have entered into an enhanced partnership with the goal of delivering a best-in-class, fully digital experience for clients and advisors. This new account opening platform is intuitive, yet engaging, and built to automate and integrate in order to drive operational efficiency. Also, I have to note, of course, we understand that there are always clients who prefer the physical paper process. And please know that will always continue to be an option offered by RBC. I love to hear that flexibility. What are the biggest benefits for our audience and their clients? Yeah, there are so many benefits that AOS brings and I could literally talk for hours about all of the advantages, but we only have a short time. So I'm just gonna summarize. 
um, AOS really removes the complexity of account opening. It removes it by introducing a dynamic wizard-like front end complete with robust business logic to capture clients and account information. There's also integration checkpoints embedded along the way to help ensure in good order the first time. So philosophically, we're shifting from a forms-based mindset to a database mindset, and we're modernizing the way we master and store that data. In the new platform, client information is only collected once, and then it's reused in subsequent transactions. The system then takes that information and automatically maps it onto all of the forms necessary to open an account or add a service. And let's talk about process efficiencies. Not only will the platform map all the data onto all the forms, but once approved, all of that client and account information will be automatically transmitted to RBC's back office systems. That means no more entry into client source, workflow, or sending documents to PostEdge. All of that will happen automatically. Wait a minute, does that mean client source workflow or PostEdge is going away? Nope, not at first, but what it does mean is just that all of that information that's entered into AOS will automatically flow to client source workflow and PostEdge, saving the user time swiveling to these systems. Also, AOS will be another SEC FINRA compliant platform that will store information and documents in, in addition to our current applications. And then earlier I mentioned integration, and I just wanna provide an example. AOS will also auto-assign an account number upfront so advisors and clients see that immediately. It'll be pre-printed on all of the documents. That account number will be discarded and purged if the client decides not to open the account, but again, it's visible to the client. And one last benefit I want to mention, and I think we'll dive into more details um, a little later on this, but AOS also offers an array of configurations to firms at no additional cost. And this is really in order to help firms maintain their brand and autonomy with clients, especially during that crucial first impression of client onboarding. First impressions are everything, I agree. What do we um, have, I know everyone on the phone is gonna be excited to see it. You know, and I've asked you to bring a few screenshots. Can you share those with today? And then for those just listening, maybe describe what they're seeing on the screen. Yeah. So the first screenshot I wanna show um, is an image of the data entry screens that both the advisors and clients will use to enter information. As you can see, the design is user-friendly. The goal, again, was to simplify client onboarding. So we adhere to those guiding principles when we reimagine the process. The screens are also not overwhelming and it walks the user through each step. We've thought carefully to include formatting requirements to again, further ensure in good order the first time. For example, the tax ID has to be nine digits and so on and so forth. The left-hand navigation lists all of the sections intended to break apart the data collection. And there's a bookmark to mark the user's place in the process. And then you can also click on any of the section names to quickly jump from one section to another. And this left-hand left -hand navigation is also where validation indicators will display when a required field hasn't been completed. Also that client search button will pull in existing client data from RBC systems and pre-fill that onto all of the fields. Again, further saving the user time and helping to avoid human errors that occur with rekeying of data. So with the bookmarking, can I walk away from it and come back to it later? Yeah, you certainly can. There's a save draft feature that will save your place and hold all of that information for you. So on this next slide, we're gonna look at the reuse reusable data concept. We've built cascading flows. So certain information collected at the client level will flow down to the account level for efficiency, which can then be updated as necessary. It just serves as a really nice starting point. 
And I mentioned earlier that we're shifting to a data-centric mindset, mindset, and I wanted to provide another example of that. The W9 will be converted to a client-level document. So if the system recognizes that we already have one on file for the client and all of the information matches, it'll skip the W9 certification step in the client process and copy the existing one onto the new account. And then I also mentioned the system's dynamic nature. So again, as we were thinking of ways for making it easier for clients to open accounts with a single interaction, we decided to build in the ability to add products and services. This illustration here shows how the system will only display associated products and services available to the specific client and account type. Once you opt into a service, only then will those fields expand for the user to complete additional information. In this particular example, setting up an ACH bank profile as a part of new account opening. Yeah, I like this look and feel. It's very intuitive, very clean, lots of white space, seems to flow really well. Now this, this looks really good, I'm excited. Yeah, we are too. And then the final thing that I wanna show is the way the work item is going to appear after it's returned by the client. And I just wanna take a minute to walk you through the steps that got us to this point. The advisor has already entered information into AOS, which will have routed to the client for review and signature. Once the client completes that step, the work item will route back to the firm or the advisor for review and approval. So in this picture, that has happened and the work item is opened. And now, as you can see, it is showing how all of that data had created a bundle of forms in the background. The advisor can see how all of the documents now are rendered in their traditional format fully pre-filled with all client data and digitally signed by the client. From here, they can conduct their review, stamp their approval, which will then move the work item on to the next step in the workflow. You mentioned advisor entering that in. Is it the client, the advisor, associate, or the data? Yeah, that's a great question. It's really both, right? The advisor or assistant begins the transaction by entering information into AOS. And really, it's minimal information that they need to answer in order to initiate client um, response. When they do that, the system will then generate an email to the client, inviting them to log into the client portal. And I want to quickly mention that these emails can be customized and branded for your firm to help further solidify your firm's brand with your clients. Once they click on the link in the email, they will uh, securely log into the portal using two-factor authentication. And then from there, they will be launched into AOS and see the same screens as the advisor. From there, they will conduct a review of their information, or they could even update certain information that was maybe miskeyed, or maybe that the advisor didn't have at the time. They can even upload additional documentation that's required for things like an account transfer activity. So next, the terms and conditions page would appear and present um, a, a list of terms and conditions for the, for the client to open. They will be required to open each document. And this was our legal and compliance team's requirement to reasonably assume the client had access to and read all of the terms and conditions. And it's only after this step that the I accept button at the bottom will be enabled. And I wanna call attention to the other additional actions that the client can take. They can decline the process, which cancels the work item. They can send it back for corrections if there were fields that needed to be updated that weren't allowable by the system. They can invoke the paper process if they're not comfortable with the digital signing experience. They can print the forms if they prefer to read the terms and conditions on paper versus online. That's great. So how do they sign the document? Okay. So the goal of AOS really is full digital account opening, which includes digital signing. 
So following the guidelines and requirements of the Federal Electronic Signatures in Global and National Commerce Act, or eSign, RBC and DocuPays have built a custom digital iAccept signing experience that's not facilitated by DocuSign or another e-signature vendor. We really see this as the next iteration of traditional e-signature. The eSign Act, you know, really stresses the importance of the client's intention to sign. So through providing our eSign consent document, and explaining to the client what it means, we're able to efficiently and conveniently apply digital signature stamps on all of the documents associated to the new account work item in a single click. That sounds great. So the digital signature stamp contains a unique transaction ID and captures the IP address as well as the date and time that the client clicked I accept. And did I mention there's no additional cost for this feature? Just wanna make sure that we all got that. Very good, always love hearing that. Um, so I see a lot of options. What are the configuration options though for each firm? Sure, um, firms have a variety of configuration options available to them, again, at no additional cost. Um, these things include whether your firm wishes to use the standard or enhanced set of required data entry fields. Again, we're now putting the data entry in the hands of the advisors um, versus many firms controlling that in the back office. So firms have a choice there. We are, can work with firms to set up a state license check if you wish. Um, we can create either a hard stop or a soft stop that would send a warning to the firm's back office. We'll be working with each firm to establish, establish the appropriate workflow. We understand that not all firms operate the same way. Some may need to include a branch manager approval, while others may need a compliance officer's approval, and we can totally accommodate the workflow appropriate for your firm. We also took care to insert opportunities for firm branding as much as possible throughout the system. Therefore, we can include your firm's branding on forms, emails, as well as that SMS text message. We're able to house your firm's proprietary disclosures, so they are presented to the client as part of the terms and conditions package. And then finally, your firm will be able to choose whether or not you will use the RBC Master Services Agreement. The RBC Master Services Agreement is a new document and it adds further efficiency and ease for clients. The MSA is a legal document uh, only available in AOS, and it authorizes account opening of new accounts or adding covered products and services via verbal consent. For instance, when a client gets the MSA on file initially, they'll receive the terms and conditions for all things covered by the contract. So then when the client wishes to open a new account or add maybe a checking or visa product, they simply call their advisor who enters it into the system. The system understands that the client has an MSA on file and processes the request. The client will then receive an email notice stating that the changes have been made and a confirmation document is available for them in the AOS doc, uh, client portal. So I'm hearing a lot of good information. What can a firm do today, let's say, to prepare for this? Yeah, that's a great question. So firms should start talking about this new process internally. Start thinking about the best workflow approach. Um, think about your new account process and what documents should be included for clients. Um, I encourage firms to talk through the current licensing procedures to determine whether or not you want AOS to conduct a licensing check. You can work with your marketing teams to also further decide what branding should be used. And then lastly, start having conversations about the MSA. It's a million dollar question on everyone's mind. When will firms get access to AOS? That experience. Okay. Da, da, da. We are currently in pilot and starting next month, we will begin to migrate firms in waves onto AOS. By early 2021, all firms will have access. Also, please know that we understand this is a big change. 
So when first when firms first move on to the platform, please know that the existing the legacy process is still fully available and the new digital process is completely optional. However, we encourage firms to use it for those clients eager for a digital experience. Also, the AOS platform is not yet a fully baked pie, meaning we will continually add features and functionality over the next coming months. And my team will be reaching out to firms directly when your firm's wave is approaching to begin having conversations about the configuration options we discussed earlier. So tell me about this pie, because I do like pie. Um, what part of the pie will there be when firms have this available? Sure. To start, we will have functionality to open individual joint and retirement accounts with various services. Then later this summer, we'll add trust and entity account types along with account maintenance flows. And then in the fall, we'll, um, adding in, we'll be adding in the qualified plans. Okay, that sounds very exciting. Where do I find information in the meantime until you reach out and call? Sure. We are adding information about AOS, um, including an extensive list of frequently asked questions, quick reference guides, videos, and training calendars to Gateway to provide more detail. Alternatively, you can always reach out to your client service manager. Well, this is some great information. And just so everyone did hear, there, there was a $0 price, so I thought that was pretty exciting. I think that kind of was mentioned a few times, but I did see a question pop up in our chat. So thank you to Julianne and to each of you for taking time out of your day to spend with us.